we have become so accustomed to just having these images, Mm -hmm. messages constantly running through our minds all of the time. I mean, when was the last time that you've stopped and just laid in the grass and looked up at the clouds and taken a deep breath and cleared your mind? The average person does not do that on a Mm -hmm. regular basis. And over time, all of these thoughts, all of these emotions, all of these feelings, all of these uh, anxieties um, build up, build Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Imperfectly Beautiful podcast. This podcast is a community for melanated queens who are ready to prioritize holistic self-care as the ultimate form of self-love. My name is Toya, and I'm extremely passionate about helping you take back your crown and live your best life. With each discussion, I will take you along my own personal journey to self-love, as well as feature guests that will give you practical self-care tips for your mental, physical, spiritual, and financial well-being. Are you ready to invest and thrive in your own journey to happiness and wholeness? Then let's get started. and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Beautiful Podcast. My name is Toya and I am your host. Thank you so much for um, joining me today and listening today. Today we're talking about the topic of mindfulness. Um, I feel like these past couple of years for us, just the world in general has been a very stressful, anxious time period. And I just want this episode to, to be an opportunity or a reminder for some of us to just kind of stop and pause and just take some time to be present. And so today I have Nia Shani with me today to talk about mindfulness um, and to share some useful tips with us. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure (laughs) to be here with you. Awesome. And so I wanted to talk about mindfulness today because I feel like it's very, it's a very important component of self-care. And I was even reading on some things and, you know, we've been dealing with COVID for the last couple of years. And even though it's not as severe um, as it has been when it first started, I was reading that like the first year of COVID, the world, everybody like taking into consideration, not just the US of A, but the entire world, anxiety and depression increased by like 25%. Take that on top of like inflation that we're dealing with and food shortages and stuff that's just happening. like you know, just all over wars and it's just so much happening. And I think that um, this will be an extremely important topic for all of us to just kind of listen to. And, and, and I'm hoping that you all can kind of take some tips and some advice and be able to implement some of this into your life. And so to kick off the conversation, um, would you mind just introducing yourself and letting us know who you are? Sure. My name is Nia Shani Washington. I am a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. I'm also a clinical massage therapist and I'm a mother of two. Um, I am divorced. Uh, my children are age eight and 13. So I've entered the, uh, the teenage stage, which <laughs> requires a whole lot of mindfulness on its own. <laughs> Um, I am also, uh, sharing a living space with my mother who's in her seventies, who did move back here after losing her husband, 
last year. Oh, sorry. Um, and so now we are cohabitating and um, having an intergenerational experience with that, which is a blessing as well. Um, I also teach at uh, Soma Institute, which is a national school of massage therapy in Chicago. Uh, I teach a class on mindfulness and how to incorporate mindfulness into the health coaching realm when we're dealing with clients and a lot of the uh, health and wellness uh, goals that they're setting for themselves. Awesome. So how would you, can you explain to us or describe to us what is mindfulness? Definitely. So it seems to be this broad term that everyone's kind of like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So I just like to break it down to being in the moment. That's what mindfulness is, it is not ruminating over future, worrying about what's about to happen, what may or may not happen, and not uh, dwelling on the past of what has already happened, things that are out of our control, because really the only thing that we do have control of is ourselves and the present moment that we're in. So that it breaks it down to our breathing, our current state of mind, um, our, our awareness of our skin, our breath, um, our emotions, those things that are currently happening to us right now and being aware of those things. That's mindfulness in a nutshell. So I, oft, I often hear people refer to or use the term meditation and mindfulness like interchangeably as if they're the same thing. So can you explain to us, is meditation a component of mindfulness? Um, yes. Okay, can you, I'll let you yeah. <laughs> go into detail. Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. Mm -hmm. So um, mindfulness, I like to think is a, a broader term and meditation is a form of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. You can be in a state of uh, mindful awareness during meditation, which is when you sit and you close your eyes or you find that focal point during meditation, you are currently aware of what's going on in your body at that specific mm. time. But it does not mean that that's all that is. So when you're meditating, you can actually go to different phases of consciousness of being you know, fully aware to deeper states of consciousness where you are kind of in and out right, of states, almost like a dream state where you get so deep into that meditative state that you start to, um, I'd like to say elevate, right? Your consciousness to a point that moves beyond of just the current moment and elevates beyond that. So a lot of times people can use meditation for pain relief um, and you know for stress relief. It just brings you out of that current state that you're in and actually rises you above that, which is why I love meditation so much. <laughs> We need that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen some of the benefits myself of even, you know, just even the practice of just being still and being present. Like, and yes. I don't think a lot of us realize how impactful and beneficial it is to just take a moment to, whether you're just sitting in silence and just kind of being aware of what is around you. Um, exactly. It's just, it just makes such a, a drastic difference to just be able to kind of just pause um, for a moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so other than like, can you explain to us like why mindfulness is important? Why is it something that, you know, we should implement into our lives? 
Um, I know that it's important for us to learn to be present, to be, you know, live in the present moment, but could you just kind of go a bit more into depth about that? Well, especially right now, now, I mean, within this age of phones, computers, Mm -hmm. FaceTime and Zoom and Instagram and Facebook, and I can go on and on and on, TikTok and all the rest of that. We have become so accustomed to just having these images, Mm -hmm. messages constantly running through our minds all of the time. I mean, when was the last time that you stopped and just laid in the grass and looked up at the clouds and taken a deep breath and cleared your mind? The average person does not do that on Mm -hmm. a regular basis. And over time, all of these thoughts, all of these emotions, all of these feelings, all of these uh, anxieties um, build up, builds up in our minds, builds up in our bodies. And it's just like detoxing, you know, people do a spring detox or they may detox three times a year. We need that time to detox ourselves from all of those things that we're constantly bombarded with, even trauma, you know, trauma and uh, depression and stress and anxiety. Our brains need space to breathe. So the mindfulness is really important because it helps us to process what's actually happening to us. And sometimes we just keep going and going and going and going one trauma after the next, after the next, after the next, we don't even have time to process what just happened, you know, and, um, pretty soon that leads to high blood pressure, Mm. it leads to diabetes, it leads to stroke, it leads to heart disease. Mm it leads to depression. Um, and then we wonder why, you know, the, the suicide rate is so high. Um, people are just not coping very well. They're mm-hmm. just not. And we need a way to cope. And I think that that is one way. Um, there are many, um, but that is definitely one powerful way that we can cope with what's going on right now with us. That makes me think about just a lot of the health conditions that we face within the black community. And I think a lot of times we tend to always tie it back to diet and we don't understand how like our traumas and things like that have an impact on our health too. So that's just kind of what came to mind when you were just mentioning like holding on to that and not just being able to process like what's happening or what has happened in your life, how that affects your health in like so many different ways. And exactly. it's just, it's very interesting just how the body works. It's it's, it's amazing. Um, but I don't think a lot of times we think about that too. And I think a lot of people, um, a lot of us thinks like, you know, if I just eat right and I exercise, that's enough. But I think we sometimes need to take that step back and look at things from a holistic approach and not just focus on nourishing like the physical, but the mental and emotional as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. The nail right on the head, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, it's funny cause I forgot to mention what I do for a living, but I do work at a company called Vore Health. And one of their missions is to look at that specific phenomenon of mm. including race and trauma and all those things into the factor of health. You know, there's a big, huge health disparity 
and how we how we are treated right um and how the information that we get and the information that we are that is at our disposal for us to make informed decisions and if we aren't even aware that these traumas are affecting us Mm -hmm. then we're already behind the game Mm -hmm. you know we we don't even have the knowledge or the information to say, hey, this is also affecting the stress. 80% of, of our illnesses are, are affected by the levels of stress that we have. That's, that's a lot, that's a huge that's percentage. A lot. That's a lot. And they're actually looking at trauma as being, um, you know, kind of like a disease in itself, mm. you know, uh, the, the trauma that people of color go through, that we go through every day. Um, so just having that space to clear our minds, that space, that safe space, uh, where we're not always looking over our shoulder or wondering what's next, you know, where we can just block all of that out is super important. Yeah. So how can someone start practicing mindfulness? Right now, you can just take a few deep breaths. You know, it's not something that should be complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we don't start because we think that there's something more to it and we have to have a, the perfect meditation pillow and we have to have the perfect lighting and we got to put the head wrap on and, you know, all this other stuff, we all that we can sit and breathe, you know, and I like to start with the breath when I was doing my massage work. That's one thing I noticed most people are not breathing correctly. They're breathing from their chest, very shallow, deep, um, shallow breathing as opposed to deep breathing. And the the air that we breathe actually oxygenates our lungs, our muscles, and helps us to um, oxygenate our blood, which helps us to keep going, right, and be efficient. So I would start with the breath. You can take two, three deep breaths, expanding your stomach on the inhale bringing it all the way into your chest and exhaling and doing that anytime you're feeling disconnected, anytime you're feeling um, like something's not quite right. You're maybe you just went through a situation trauma based and your heart is racing. Um, you're angry or you're feeling anxious, just taking a moment to sit down where you are and take some deep breaths. That's mindfulness right there. How am I feeling? You know, where am I feeling this? Is it in my chest? Is it in my stomach? Why do I have a headache? Am I clenching my jaw? Am I, you know, holding my fists? Am I ready to fight? You know, am I in that fight or flight response? Or, you know, have I taken time to kind of bring myself back down? I think that's great. That's awesome. And that just makes me think about like myself at times. And I think a lot of us feel this way. There are times when we find like our mood can shift and there have been times where I was like I'm irritated but I didn't know why but it's like now I'm learning to sit with that like why do I feel this way like what just happened and so kind of going through and just like replaying in my mind like did I read something did I have a conversation with someone or that kind of made you know me feel a particular type of way so yeah um, yeah the energy the energy shift mm-hmm. knowing you know am I responding and reacting the way I normally am, you know, what's knocked, what's knocked me off. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's powerful because that increases your own self-awareness. And once you're more self-aware, then you can be more in control mm -hmm. of yourself. That's great. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the benefits of practicing mindfulness, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional? Well, going back to the heart rate, mm -hmm. it decreases the heart rate. <clears throat> Um, it can help decrease blood pressure, mm -hmm. um, stress, anxiety. It can help with depression, um, you know, combined with obviously seeing a therapist. And mm -hmm. if there's medications involved that need to be taken, that's something you would definitely want to talk with a, a licensed therapist for that. Um, it also, like I said, increases your self-awareness. So mm -hmm. it really helps you to tap into who am I? how does this body work you know what makes me happy mm -hmm. what makes me peaceful what makes me calm what upsets me yeah. <laughs> what do i need to remove from my life mm -hmm. what do i need to add more to my life um and i really think that at least for me it has helped me to really um grow as an individual it's helped my family um, my children noticed that I'm calmer than what I used to be. It was hard for a while, you know, raising them and they're all over. I'm outnumbered, you know, during COVID and the height of COVID, everybody was stressed out. I was yelling, raising my voice. Everyone was crying. It was just like, I was crying, you know, it's like, <laughs> this could not be the, the whole way. world was crying. Okay. <laughs> we need another way. <laughs> Um, and that's when I really started practicing all those things that I was studying. Cause I've only been a coach for about, it hasn't even, has it been a, it hasn't been a full year yet. I went mm. to school last fall and everything happened so fast. And I do use that meditation for myself when it comes to manifesting. Uh, and what I mean manifesting is, is for people who are spiritual, regardless of what your spiritual practice is just visualizing how you want your life to be visualizing the blessings or the the um the manifestations that you want to happen in your life taking that time to really think about what that looks like how are you going to get there what does it feel like to be there that can also be a part of your meditation you know and i really started going deep into that last year when I was going through school, like I need a change. What is it going to look like? What is it going to feel like? I'm capable of doing this, you know, telling yourself these positive uh, mantras, uh, sayings, things that you want to deposit into your spirit, into your life, into your environment. And um, I, I really feel like it has changed my life. Um, one thing I wanted to add too, and I know sure. you haven't asked me this yet, but one thing I want us black folks to really be able to embrace, and I know everybody's different. I was raised Christian. I still consider myself Christian. Um, and I know that there are uh, like Hindu origins of uh, meditation and chanting and oming and all kinds of things. but one of the things that I would love for us to, as a people, to be able to do is to take 
some of the positive things from other cultures mm -hmm. that have been proven to be helpful for our healing. And even some of the things that do date back to, you know, ancient Egyptian cultures, which are also part of our history mm -hmm. um, and adapt that for ourselves, you know, take the things that really work in addition to the prayer, in addition to going to church and really putting that into like a action, you know, daily action of adopting things that will help us, you know, cause we need the help. We need yeah. to be able to, to calm our nervous system down. That is true. Daily. That is true. Hourly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. It's Mm -hmm. There are stressors every day. Yeah. I think um, sometimes we shy away from those things because it's not rooted in a certain belief system. Yeah. And so we don't, we're not able to benefit necessarily from some of those things because we're like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing yeah. that. You know, I don't know what it yeah. is. I think a lot of times and even because I'm, I'm the same as well. So just growing up in church and, you know, being Christian, it's, I think sometimes I, there are certain practices or things that I'm, I'm hesitant to try mm -hmm. because, you know, from a Christian perspective, it can be viewed as demonic. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I think from a, even from a mindfulness and a, a meditation perspective, I think for me, it's more so just about like that sitting in silence, doing like those deep breaths. So, um, Exactly. And I've seen just some of the benefits that it has, especially for me who has experienced a lot of anxiety since the start of, you know, mm -hmm. since the start of COVID. It is, it really, um, it was really bad last year and earlier like this year. But, and so I'm just trying to, I guess sometimes I try to find like that balance of saying, okay, like this is, this has been beneficial to my health, but I also think from a perspective, like if I'm just sitting and I'm just, I'm literally taking deep breaths. I'm literally just sitting in silence. And I think, I think from that perspective, like I don't, I, from, from the way that I feel and I believe I can't see it as something that goes against mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. I believe from a faith perspective. Mm -hmm. um, right. Yeah. I always think of med, uh, like prayer, whereas I'm talking to God and meditation mm -hmm. is where I'm listening to God. Mm -hmm. So I'm quiet, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm receiving, right? I'm receiving whatever it is that I need to receive because we need to be quiet to yes. do that. You know, we can't yeah. be, you know, checking Facebook <laughs> and hearing the messages. You know, what messages are you getting? Yeah. Is that the message, the divine message, or is mm -hmm. that just the message that somebody wrote? You just read. <laughs> right. You know, so we, we just creating that space for breath, for our bodies mm -hmm. to rest and to rejuvenate you know, and to tap into this divine vessel that we have mm -hmm. and say, how are you feeling today? You know, which direction are we going? Mm -hmm. Am I going to sit still or I'm going to move forward? You know, what am I doing today? 
and it really helps set the stage for me for the day. And if you decide to do it at night before you go to bed, it's a great way to clear your mind before you lay your head on that pillow and receive some more divine messages, maybe through dreams or, you know, whatever that may, may be for you that night. I think that's, that's, that's good. Um, and I, I think a few people that I've been talking to lately on the podcast have been talking about like developing that routine mm-hmm. and how that has been instrumental, like an instrumental component of their kind of self-care routine of waking up, doing whether it's meditation or deep breathing exercises, but spending that time in like silence before you start the day or even as you're ending the day so you can kind of clear your mind and like and people don't realize too how that can impact your sleep as well like we're so constantly stimulated with you know tv and social media and video games and all that other stuff and and even just taking a small moment out of the day a lot of us don't realize like what how much an impact that can have upon our health um sleep quality that affects your immune system so everything is just like everything connects and is related and one affects the other it does Mm -hmm. it really does and so with um mindfulness we talked about just learning to be present and be still deep breathing um, meditation are there any other mindfulness practices that we haven't um talked about mindful eating Mm. um stopping to take enough i want to say to chew your food (laughs) you know we're supposed to chew our food until it's liquid you know drink your food chew your drink so slow go slow you know a lot of times we're just shoving it in there because we've got to go to a meeting or some people are driving or you're, you're moving from one place to the next and your body doesn't even have time to register that it just took in something. Um, so you can just a simple mindfulness practice for eating is taking a piece of fruit, a raisin or something and just holding it in your hand not eating it how does it feel between your fingers you know what is this for how do i think this is going to taste putting it in your mouth holding it there not chewing waiting then chewing till it's liquid then swallowing you know even prayer is a form of mindfulness stopping to express the gratitude for the food that's going to feed our bodies Mm -hmm and nourish ourselves and thinking about how we are digesting what it is that we have before us. That all, the the digestion starts before we even put it in our mouths because it starts even with just the thought really of eating and the saliva Mm -hmm. production in our mouths, which helps to break down, those enzymes helps to break down the food. So, you know, when we're at the cookout or wherever, you know, (laughs) the church, you know, bake sale and everybody's rushing through, you know, it's important for us to stop and really ask ourselves, are we hungry? Am I hungry? 
or am I stressed or tired or thirsty or sad? Am I eating my feelings? You know, that also can can lead to weight gain and heart disease and diabetes. Mm. So like you said, it all ties back, mm -hmm. you know, into that act of being aware and conscious of what we are doing from moment to moment. Mm. Oh, wow. I didn't, yeah, I, I've never thought about, I don't want to say I've never thought about like eating um, or mindfulness eating, but that makes me think of, because I have a bad habit of eating in front of the television. And I know that's probably terrible because you're not paying yeah, attention. Uh -huh. And it's become a bad habit because I live by myself. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to sit at the table by myself. But it's something now that you were saying that I'm going to become more intentional about, even if I just start off a couple of days a week, like just having dinner, I have a whole dining room table. <laughs> I'm barely yes. unless I have company. And so when you said that, that made me think of like, I literally just sit in front of the TV, like for dinner at least, and mm -hmm. just eat. Um, yeah. And then even when I'm working, it's like, I typically drink my smoothies in the morning, but it's still, it's just like sipping and working. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But as a note to myself, I'm going to be more intentional about, about that because it's not something that you just tend to think about when, when mindfulness comes to your mind yeah right hmm. yeah and asking yourself how how would i feel if i sit down and prepare a table just for me yeah and i've done it before but i don't know it's just it's not it's just something i need to work on <laughs> so that'll, be, that'll be my homework <laughs> That is my homework that I'm. You're not the only myself. one. Trust me. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like everybody, I'm sure, yes. can use these tools. I'm constantly telling my children, my son, mm -hmm. 13 year old, they're the biggest offenders. I'm sorry, baby, but <laughs> put down the phone. Oh yeah. Put the phone down. Is that your third arm? Put the phone mm -hmm. down. It will be there. You don't even know that you're full because you're like this. Mm. You cannot do that. Put the phone down. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for them because they've been so accustomed to even at school. They have the screens. It's just like a natural yeah. part of their existence. Whereas when I grew up, we didn't have all of that, nope. you know, so it still feels foreign to me in a way. I know I should probably not be doing this so much, you know, mm -hmm. But with them, it's like, this is what, it's you know, awesome. it's always yeah. been there. Yeah. What are some factors to keep in mind when just learning to implement mindfulness? Um, take your time, be kind, be compassionate with yourself. Um, throw away all expectations mm -hmm. of what you think it should be. Um, if you feel like, if you spend the first 10 minutes of being quiet, thinking about your laundry or something that just happened and it doesn't go as planned, that's okay. Uh, it's something that will get better with time and practice. 
the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes and the more your body will settle into relaxation. Um, if you have any type of uh, mental challenges or um, trauma, it's important to talk to someone because during meditation or mindfulness practice, those things may come up. If you haven't really created the space for that quiet time, if you've been filling up your mm -hmm. time, being busy and being distracted, when you go to sit down, those things may come to the surface. And so if you feel overwhelmed by that, uh, emotions that do come up, it's important to talk to someone about that. Get support. Thank you so much. So any final things you'd like to add before we wrap up the conversation? Uh, oh gosh, um, just continue to take care of yourself. I mean, your body, it's all you have, especially for the young people, because I'm I'm kind of up there in age, so. And like you don't look like young people. I'm going this every time I see you. <laughs> when you told me how old you were, I was just like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just like to talk to the young people, though. I mean, <laughs> this is the only body you have, the only mind you have, the only soul and spirit that you will get. So treat it like royalty. Stop, 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 and take the time for self-care, to prioritize your needs, to listen to yourself, to listen to God, the creator, whoever you, you know, call on for strength and power. Take that time that you need to establish those quiet moments for yourself. Um, and it'll keep you going. It'll keep you going and keep you on the right path and hopefully have this body for a long time and as you make impact in the world. Amen. <laughs> so last question mm -hmm. what is your favorite self-care act or self-care mantra oh my goodness um this mantra which is really a bible verse but i've turned it into a mantra mm -hmm. since i was in college high school taking exams walking in the halls across campus i can do all things mm -hmm. i can do all things through christ who strengthens me maybe for somebody else it would just be i can do all things but that's my mantra mm -hmm. i use it every day and i get up in the morning mm -hmm. and things seem insurmountable i always remind myself you can do this you can do this you can do this and it may i might have to say it 20 times mm -hmm. up until the point i do that thing you know <laughs> but that's it i know i can do it um what was the second part of that question uh favorite self-care act Ooh, i will have to say it's a combination <laughs> but for me it's a hot bath mm. with epsom salts because there's a high magnesium content in it which is really good for muscle pain and aches and, and it's great for helping sleeping exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. um with candles and some type of uh like massage music 
You can listen to my CD. I have a CD, put a little plug in there. <laughs> yeah, send, the, send me the link. I will put it in the show notes. Send me all of it. I do have a, music, uh, yes. a CD for meditation, mindfulness. Um, but yeah, anything that just relaxes me like that, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm good. Like the, the salt bath is great. And then I also love yoga. I do mm-hmm. yoga pretty much every day. Okay. Yeah, send me, send me the link and I'll make sure to add that in the show notes. So that's awesome. Yeah, that was meditation, Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me on today. And thank you all yeah. for just tuning in and listening to this conversation. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, feel free to leave a five-star review on Apple, Google, or Spotify. And if you all have any questions or topics that you'd like to hear, feel free to e- email me at info at imperfectlybeautiful.me. And I will talk to you all next time.